Good morning, everyone. We find ourselves in chapter 35, excuse me, in chapter 34, and what a what a chapter it is. Um, in my Bible here, it says the treachery of Jacob's sons. And here again, we see in this chapter the just dysfunction, total dysfunction of God's family. It, it's just amazing that when God chose to have a family, that there was so much dysfunction in it. And, uh, and yet, the promise of God on Israel still stands. I mean, he, this, this unilateral covenant he made with Abraham to bless him and his offspring, he's just not going to go back on it. He's not going to go back on that covenant, um, despite all the treachery in the family. Um, so I, I'm assuming you've read the chapter, but in chapter 34, some of the neighboring people that Jacob and his sons are now living under, essentially one of the leaders of the land, the son, a prince of the land, essentially rapes uh, Dinah, which is Jacob's daughter through Leah, and takes her by force, but then wants to marry her after the fact. And they come asking for permission to marry. And the brothers find out that essentially she was raped. And uh, they play a trick on this family, uh, this, this small nation family that they're living amongst, and say, hey, if you circumcise all your men, you can go ahead and have Dinah, um, you know, your son can take Dinah as his wife. So, believe it or not, they go and convince everyone in town to circumcise themselves. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, circumcision, you know, it's the sign that you are under the covenant with Yahweh, that you believe in him, that you want to follow him, you're obeying it. They were just doing it as a means to get along. It wasn't, it wasn't because they were truly worshiping Yahweh. And, and Yahweh, God, did not want them to intermarry with this uh, with these people. He he wanted his people to stay up here. He kept having, you know, Isaac, as an example, go back to his homeland to get a wife. So he did not want them to intermarry with these people who were not of the same faith, who did not share the same faith in him. So they kind of trick him. They say, go ahead and get circumcised. And after they get circumcised, it's hard to even read. Uh, Jacob's sons go in and and just kill the city, take all the men, kill them, uh, take their their livestock, take their goods, and, you know, are just very, very harsh. And uh, it doesn't, it, it just, you know, it's amazing. Like, you know, we, we have what's going on in Israel today, and, uh, you know, Hamas came over and just murdered, you know, the people of Israel. And here we have God's people, Israel, going in, and murdering now they're doing it in response to a rape but the the response is much greater than you know and, and i i don't mean to undermine the rape that was horrible but to go in and kill everyone in the cities is not right they maybe could have killed the guy that that raped her that would have made more sense than than what they are doing here and you know Jacob, at the end of the chapter, says, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have brought trouble on me by making me odious among the inhabitants of the land. Um, 
and he's concerned that they're now going to destroy them. They're going to respond and say, you know, we're going to come after you. And they said, well, should he treat our sister as a harlot? They, they justified their behavior that way. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, it, it's hard to even know what to say to such a thing um, as this chapter. Uh, you know, and it makes me think of, too, and some of you might not know, know where I stand on, on some of this. I don't even know how where I stand because I call it a mystery. But, you know, how do you put in God's sovereignty with man's free will, right? So, like, did God ordain, did he, did he, was he behind the scenes making these men, Jacob's sons, go and kill everyone in that city? Or was this a sinful response? And although he's God, he doesn't choose to always control what humans do. Uh, he, many times he allows us to act on our own free will. And that's, that's kind of where I stand. And then if you said, well, how do you, how do you figure that out? How do you reconcile all that? I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I mean, uh, we know that God is powerful, that he's creator, and that he can work in the events of man when he wants and does. But I do think a lot of times he, I've explained it as a hockey referee, where, you know, a hockey referee, if they want to jump in and stop a fight immediately, they can. There's a number of referees. And if they get assertive and jump in and get between the people, they can stop a fight in the in the hockey game. But, you know, especially years ago, um, not so much today, but years ago, they used to let them go. They used to let them fight for a while, and then they would break it up later. And, you know, that's how I view this. It's not that the referee is not in control. It's not that the referee couldn't do something, but sometimes the referee says, if you guys want to be idiots and you 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 can go ahead and do that and perhaps I shouldn't have used that term but um you know if you want to go ahead and and use your free will in an incorrect way and that's that's kind of how I explain you know something like 911 or whatever you know again do I know for sure how that works no but in my mind I say you know did god want all those people to die in that tower or did did wickedness you know and, and free will allow for something like that to happen so I don't know if I'm giving you any answers, but the, the way I look at this is that this was not this was not a good response by these men. There could have been a better way to handle it. Um, I wouldn't have had a problem with them killing the one who raped the girl, but everyone. Now, even though it was uh, what, you know, as humans, we would deem an improper response. I wonder if, you know, you looking back on Noah's day and how all they did was evil. And if, if God really did not want God's people to intermix with this people, and he perhaps allowed this to happen because he felt there was so much susceptibility to the intermixing of Israel with this, with this band of people, and he did not want that. And so maybe he, he allowed what they did in their free will to prevent the intermixing of these two uh, different uh, countries, if you want to call it that, or two different groups of people. You know, I, I looked ahead a little bit, and the next thing we have is, is Jacob's going to leave, arise, and go to Bethel and live there and make an altar there to God. 
so he's he's going to leave this area and and God's going to ask him to put away all their idols and I guess that kind of leads to me. God's trying to create, even amidst this dysfunctional people, a people who will honor him, believe in him, follow him, and multiply his family. And he wants it to be good. And uh, he's, he's still working behind the scenes in a dysfunctional mankind to produce an outcome that uh, we really prove as people that we have been unable to do especially in the Old Covenant era. Now, today, it's a little different. And, and praise God, in this covenant that we live in now, through the New Covenant, through the cross, and through the um, infusion of the Holy Spirit now and all who believe, we have a better ability knowing the image and likeness of God through Jesus because he came and revealed himself and having the power of the Holy Spirit in us to live lives that more honorably reflect who God is. Yet we live in a world, many who are not born again and who don't have the Spirit. So we li still live in a, a very dysfunctional world. But may we shine lights in this dark world and may we take up the mantle of saying, you know what, I want to be more holy. I want to be more like Jesus and I want to be fruitful and multiply. And, and may we honor where others have failed before us because we have Jesus. And he will be with us always to the very end of the age.